Hey guys, it's Mara. And Sincere, and welcome back to another episode of Paula Talks. Today we are joined by Dr. Lindsay Mantona of Linfield Theatre Department. And how are you doing today, Lindsay? I'm good. I'm really glad to be here. Sincere and Mara, thank you so much for having me. Of course. We love having you on here. So um, I understand that you are the new director of Place at Linfield. Would you like to talk about what that is about? Yes. Yes. So we are taking what used to be Place, which was a program. Place used to stand for the Program in Liberal Arts and Civic Engagement. And it was a theme that would uh, span an entire academic year. And then there could be curricular and extracurricular programming around that theme. What we're doing now is transitioning place from a program to a hub, and we're calling it the lab, or learning across boundaries. And it's an intellectual space, and hopefully a physical space, uh, once we can all gather again, thanks coronavirus. Um, And it's a place for interdisciplinary projects and collaborations and study, and also still civic engagement. Uh, And it's a place where a lot of different things that are already happening across the Linfield campus, but that not everybody knows about, uh, can kind of be housed in one central location that is fundamental to the Linfield experience for everybody and uh, has, has kind of increased legibility for very cool projects that are already happening. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it does make sense. I remember um, like earlier in my Linfield experience going to a lot of place events um, for classes and things like that. And so I remember place events could be, they could be almost like anything, any event on campus. Um, I've gone to, you know, choir recitals and theater performances, lectures, things like that. When you say central location, do you mean they'll all be in, in one specific room every time? Or what do you mean by that? Yeah, it's less event driven, although there will still be events uh, and more about specific initiatives, some of which will be permanent and some of which might come and go. Uh, And there will be associated events which might be scattered across campus. But the idea is that the lab will have a central place. We're still trying to figure out where that place might be, Uh, but that our permanent and temporary initiatives will have uh, a place where everybody can, can meet up and join and even a social space hopefully ideally with couches and lounging and places to chill because that's where some of the best ideas come from, right? So some of the initiatives that will be housed in the lab, um, we're gonna have a teaching and learning center uh, and this will include the writing center, but also potentially other things associated with uh, how we study, how we study, how we learn, how how we teach things, how students, teach professors and professors teach students and that sort of back and forth um, and, and sharing ideas for, uh, you know, what new curricula Linfield could explore, right? Um, there's this cool thing happening right now where there's a committee uh, of faculty members who are redoing, potentially rethinking um, the Linfield curriculum policies and how can we uh, come up with cool ways to uh, organize and articulate what we study and how it's relevant to the world around us, right? Uh, so one of the things that's coming out of, out of that initiative is uh, a push for what's called service learning. Service learning is super cool and it happens in a lot of institutions and uh, it's growing at Linfield and we wanna grow it even faster. Service learning is a little bit like volunteering, but it's not exactly like volunteering in that um, it comes out of a class, right? 
So it's like a four credit class and it'll have a, a class theme, kind of like INQS, right? It has a theme, but then you also have a lot of writing. Service learning will have a course theme, but then also a lot of service. And it will be one ongoing service engagement that will last the whole semester, right? So the class will have like a relationship with a nonprofit in McMinnville or in Portland or someplace else in Oregon. Uh, and we'll work with that nonprofit uh, in a kind of service capacity. So what's cool about this, right, is that students get to forge these connections with community people and organizations and do cool work like that, but then also reflect on that work in terms of like kind of academic study, right? It's both the doing and the thinking about the doing, um, which is like a really cool part of service learning. So that's one of the initiatives that the lab is going to house, right? It's gonna work on growing these connections with community partners um, and, and getting students ramped up in, in interested in service learning and faculty members interested in teaching the courses. That's really cool. So that would be a course that students could enroll in or would that be, yeah. okay, very cool. Yeah, exactly, right? So if, we, if we're only offering a couple service learning courses right now and the idea is we wanna make them available to every Linfield student, we've got, we've got some ramping up to do, right? Um, and that's something that the lab uh, is already working on. We have uh, some lab fellows. These are faculty members who are spearheading some of the initiatives. Um, and so Gayatri Sarma and uh, Wendy Sagers are heading up service learning, right? And they have some great, um, some great connections that they're already growing with community partners uh, and also some cool events that they're working on planning for the spring to get faculty and students um, you know, kind of into that world so they understand what it is and so they can brainstorm what cool classes would be uh, and then work on getting those on the books. That's super exciting. Would it be listed under place or under specific disciplines? Well, we're kind of leaving the name place behind. Oh. Um, so we're calling it the lab. The lab, okay. Right? So it's all about the lab now, learning across boundaries. Um, and I, you know, I think that's a question we're working on with the registrar, if these courses are, if they have a lab designation, or a department designation or potentially both. You know, these things, like any, anything in higher education, right? There's a lot of bureaucracy and it takes, uh, it takes a lot of conversations to make something happen, but then it, but then it means that you've done all your homework and um, checked all the necessary boxes and everything. Yeah, Sincere, do you have any questions? I was actually learning more about, I love the question about how do we study and how do that connects to service learning? So I was wondering, is it more of a, um, helping students understand how to apply these service learning experiences to the way that their um, their own area of study um, like encompasses learning. Um, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, for sure. I think, well, when I was a college student, I did a lot of classroom learning and it stayed in the classroom for me, right? And so service learning, um, you just use the word applied and that's perfect. That's exactly what it is, right? It's a kind of applied learning where um, part of the exercise is to take, you know, what we read about in a classroom and put it into a kind of practice in, in the community, right? So I think it helps everybody, including, you know, the people teaching the material, uh, draw those connections between, um, you know, kind of theoretical study and the big buzzwords and what's actually happening in the real world. And I think it also helps uh, students envision what potential careers could be for after graduation, because you will have worked with, it depends on how many service learning courses you take, right? But if you take one, like you will have worked with at least one organization in, in Oregon, probably, right? Potentially even very local in McMinnville, uh, and gotten to know some people and decided like, 
yeah, this is the kind of work that interests me, or even not that, something else. Uh, and either way, it's really useful, right? Yeah, I really like how reflective it sounds. Yeah, and you know, um, we actually have some, some people at Linfield who have done a ton of service learning. Um, Susan Hopp and Susan Agar Kippenhan um, both kind of launched service learning programs at other institutions. Uh, and so they're really like well read up on like best practices and stuff. And, and I guess every service learning course is meant to end with a kind of reflection paper um, so that that reflection really is like baked into the system. So, so yeah, so that's very cool. Another one of the initiatives that the lab is housing, um, and this is kind of like a, a holdover from place or a way to bring place into the lab. Every year we'll have a week long summit and the summit will have a theme. Um, the theme will be sort of chosen by students at the previous summit. Uh, and then that will have the kind of meetings and programming that old place used to have kind of scattered throughout the year. But it'll be kind of targeted, right? Planned over the span of a week. Um, maybe some keynote speakers, uh, maybe some classes that will meet jointly and explore the theme that way in a kind of interdisciplinary setting. Uh, some student-led, I don't know, persuasive speeches, things like this. Uh, so the fellows who are working on that, um, it's uh, Jackson Miller and Pat Cottrell, uh, who are kind of launching the summit for this year. The summit will be, I think, in the end of March, the spring semester. This is a weird year to, to launch anything right, because of uh, COVID. But, you know, they're sort of thinking about how to do uh, Zoom programming, in-person programming, hybrid um, opportunities. Uh, and so you know, stay tuned for that because I think the summit will be really cool. And this year's incoming students uh, all participated in some pre-orientation sessions back in August. Uh, and as an outcome from those sessions, they, they proposed a bunch of questions for the summit and then they voted them down and voted them down and finally picked one. Uh, so the incoming students are the ones who picked the theme. And that's very cool too. Yeah, that's super cool. Is the summit um, only for Linfield students? Is it going to be like a, a Linfield-centered um, kind of event? Or is it open to other schools? Mm, good question. So we're in the very beginning stages of all of this. Uh, I think the way we've been thinking about it right now, at least for this first year, is that it's Linfield students, faculty, staff, administration, McMinnville community, maybe. But it's hard to think broad in terms of lots and lots of numbers of people when um, you know, we're all on lockdown and we can't breathe the same air. But potentially going forward, I mean, I don't think that's actually something we've considered. So I like the idea. Thanks, Mara. Yeah, of course, happy to help. I'm very excited. What would you say is the biggest difference between the lab and what we've done for place in the past? Well, I'm, I'm hoping that some of the things that stay are a kind of flexibility. Place was exciting because people could find lots of different ways to grab onto it and make it part of the curriculum and extracurricular things. Uh, and I'm hoping that the lab offers that to people as well, potentially in a more codified sense, in the sense that if you have an initiative, and, and I would be remiss in saying, um, so the Teaching and Learning Center that we're working on launching, this is being headed up by Rachel Norman and Jennifer Williams. Uh, and they've been thinking about a teaching and learning center for a couple of years now. Uh, and so this is a way to take this idea that they've had and um, provide it with some resources, provide it with a space, and link it to something that feels like a center, like a hub, um, and give it that kind of legibility. So I'm hoping that 
uh, when people have ideas for something and they're just not sure how to make it happen, the place becomes the entity that people turn to uh, and people can reach out to me or any of the fellows who you know, may rotate in and out. The, the director of the lab might rotate in and out as well uh, and say, hey, I've got this idea for an initiative. And then people get together, they brainstorm how to make it happen. That's awesome. That's really exciting. Thanks. I wish I wasn't graduating because I want to like see where this goes. <laughs> I want to see what happens with it. And I'll, I'll definitely follow it. Well, since you're in Mara, when you two are um, super famous, you can come back as keynote <laughs> speakers for lab love that. summits. We'd love to have you. We could do like a five years later. Where is, where is the lab now since our first conversation yeah. about it on this podcast? Well, and some of the things that the summit wants to be exploring is how is Linfield interfacing with civic engagement, the community, the local community, the global community. And so I can also see summit events that are organized around alumni and what cool projects alumni are doing, which will help, uh, you know, inform everybody in the current Linfield community, like on campus now, about what opportunities are available and, and what cool work our alums are doing. So there are ways. Definitely. Sincere, do you have any other questions? I'm trying to think. That's a lot of information, but I love all of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I do. I'm excited to see what the summit brings for March. That is an extremely exciting event to be happening. Yeah. Especially in such a wild year. I'm so excited that that's something so, um, that's really taken the wave. Yeah, we're hoping it'll be, you know, an event that the whole campus will get involved in. Um, and, and certainly, if you want to get involved now, we can make that happen. Brilliant. Love that. <laughs> uh, do you have any other final thoughts you'd like to share about this? Just, I'm really excited about the lab and, and what it has the potential to, to do for Linfield and offer to Linfield. And uh, I hope people get involved and stay tuned because it's, it's an evolving entity. If some students, faculty, alumni who are listening to this would like to get in touch with you about an idea they had or something they would like to offer, where could they get in touch with you? Uh, they can email me at l-m-a-n-t-o-a-n at linfield.edu. And I would encourage anyone who has questions or ideas, uh, shoot me an email and, and we'll start brainstorming. Awesome. Thank you. And then lastly, you've been on the podcast before. You know that we do this thing where we ask you for a recommendation for our listeners of anything you've read, watched, or are listening to that you would like to give a shout out to. Um, so take it away. I did forget this last segment, um, but it's all good because I uh, just finished The Queen's Gambit. I'm a little behind the rest of the world, but right? It's so, it's my so, so show. good. Oh my gosh. I've been playing chess every day since. I love it. Do you know like strategies and stuff? Um, kind of. I know, yeah, kind of. I know a bunch of, I know a bunch of openings. I don't really know any end games. Um, and then I know the basics, which is like develop your pieces, protect your king, those kind of things. But yeah. So when can I sign up for a lesson with you? Um, well, <laughs> whenever you're free, I'm open. <laughs> no, you can play chess in the iPhone app which is what I do with most people because, you know, you can't play in person really. Um, and that's super convenient, super fun uh, in case anyone out there wants to play chess with people and they don't know how. It's easier than getting an app if you have an iPhone. Fantastic. Can we be sure to play in amazing coats and 60s costumes? Oh my gosh. Just everything that show, I loved the music too. Um, it was just, because it, it was, you know, it changed with the times and it was just so, uh, 
so good in the fashion yeah but a well done show i made my mom like that I liked the music. The central piano theme reminded me so much of Cersei's theme from Game of Thrones, though, and it kept throwing me. It was very strange. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I think I might have to now. <laughs> you, you really have to. I was looking at, um, like, some stats about the show, and it was, like, streamed in, you know, this many countries, and um, it's the biggest Netflix scripted TV show to date, and searches for how to play chess went up, like, like Google reported that searches for how to play chess went up like a huge number um, in the amazing. book, which the show is based on is back on like the bestseller list or something. Mm. Crazy. Oh, I'm so sure. It's, um, it's beautifully shot. It's a beautiful, it's a short series. It's, there's only seven episodes. Um, that said, it's not at all like historically accurate and women weren't allowed to play chess until the eighties. And it was not like a nice um, welcoming environment for women. So anyway, but it's good TV. It is good TV. Thank Great. you so much for having me, Sincere and Mara. Thank you. Thank you for, for joining us. Sincere, would you like to take us out? Of course. Thank you for tuning in to Paula Talks once again. We hope that you enjoy your break and we'll see you next semester.